Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Hi everyone, uh, welcome to the 8th episode of Heartbreak and Hot Pot, How I Lost 45 Pounds in 6 Months. In this episode we're going to continue with the story of Lori and, and uh, what happened you know, when she kicked me out of her life. So where we left off was, uh, you know, I, I, I moved out of her house. I, I got out successfully within her week and a half deadline. I mean, I, I worked my butt off to achieve that. I mean, I just, <laughs> you know, I've, I've always moved solo somehow, you know, mattresses, beds, everything, you know, dressers. I just, I just make it happen somehow. You know, it's not bragging, just maybe stupidity, never, or not having friends is the other problem, but so anyway, the next session is called Social Media Ghosting. I'm sure some of you are familiar with this. So I went to Facebook. She blocked me. All the pictures of the two of us were just gone. I don't know how Facebook manages to do that, but somehow it does. I learned that from Sharon, who is an expert, apparently, at making someone disappear from her life. Lori was the same. It's like she'd practiced. I was ghosted by her. I was ghosted by her mom, who was super active on Facebook and liked literally everything I ever posted. Um, I was ghosted by her brothers. I was ghosted by her stepmom, even. Her stepmom didn't know how to operate anything online. Lori must have walked her through it step by step to get rid of me. Just to get rid of me. Um, when we would do our regular holiday video calls, she always had the camera too close to her face, you know, that kind of thing. Um, her stepmom, Nancy, really blocked me. Her brother in New Zealand blocked me. I was a persona non grata. I was no one to that family anymore. I had been part of that family for several years. What had she told them about me? How could they justify kicking me out of their lives when each one had told me in the past that they loved me or, or at least really liked me? It's weird and disturbing. And this is a true story. I, I do not think I'm playing the victim at all. I don't understand it. Why couldn't we talk through her issues? Or our issues? You know, I'm sure I had issues that need to be addressed. I just... It just it didn't change my... My feeling about the relationship. I'm relating the facts as I recall them, and it makes me ill reviewing how horrible one human can treat another. I always tried to be the best I could be in the moment, but none of us are perfect. But I thought I was more perfect than most. <laughs> For her, I really did. All I have is love. I try to love as much as I can. But I'm a failure at love, apparently. Look at the devastation I've left in my wake. <laughs> Maybe I don't understand myself as much as I thought I did. So after the move. So I finished moving all my stuff. Um, it was grueling. <laughs> and unfortunately, it didn't distract me much from my pain. It took me two days to get things organized, get the bedroom set up. Then I collapsed. 
I had set the bed up and I put a computer in the room in case I needed to work. The rest of the house was just in disarray. Just things were just, you know, the kitchen wasn't unpacked, nothing. I couldn't get out of bed for days. I mean, the depression was incredible. You know, Dan Dan sent me into a, an incredible spiral. This was close. Um, being kicked out of the house and her life was almost as devastating as his death. I, just, I couldn't take it. It was almost as devastating as Dan's passing, but compounded somehow as I had relied on this emotional connection with Lori to get me through everything. I was still so fragile from his death and from all the life changes that had occurred. You know, how, how could this happen to me now? One night, a Sunday, I started taking some prescribed medicines uh, very much. I mixed it all with wine. I was done uh, for real this time. It's, I kind of lost my mind that night. I think I had taken enough of the pills. that They'd shut me down. It was a lot of them. It was an attempted overdose. I had extreme hallucinations. They remained vivid to me for days. I believe that Lori was there in my place with a group of men she had hired to torture me. These guys kept threatening me with knives and guns, mainly knives, large, sharp knives. A few more people showed up to join in the torture. I was in the bathroom. I have no idea what really transpired. All I know is I ended up with a great deal of physical damage. My left eye was black and blue. My whole face was a swollen mess. Two of my fingers were broken. My whole body was bruised. I had bruises on my rib cage. I had bruises on my thighs, my lower legs. While all this bodily damage was happening, which uh, obviously was self-inflicted somehow, I became convinced that Lori was upstairs on my computer loading it with child pornography, which is a strange choice of paranoia, but that's what filled my head. She's smart, and I truly believe she could do something like that when in an attack mode. She was going to completely destroy my life. She would call the authorities and have them check my computer, and they would find droves of child pornography that she had downloaded. I wanted to die. What a bizarre way to go, but it seemed to make sense with her behavior somehow. She would do anything to erase the four years we had lived together. Even get me arrested for a heinous crime that would stay with me for life. When the sun rose, I was lying in a pool of water in the tub. I was sure they were all still downstairs. I do not know why there was a pool of water, but it felt good. At least I hadn't been stabbed. My friend Ebby told me that a Scorpio is a water sign. Maybe that's why I was enjoying the tub. <laughs> I called Tammy, our director of operations for the salons, and one of my few friends in Minnesota. I told her about the people in the house. I asked if she could come get me and take me to the hospital. I would deal with those people somehow before she arrived. Tammy came to the scene of whatever happened. Uh, she told me later that she had her mom on the phone as she walked to the front door because she had no way of knowing what to expect. I mean, can you imagine getting that call? <laughs> I had found my way downstairs. There was a hole in the drywall in the d dining room, um, probably about a foot in diameter. There were two holes in the drywall in the bathroom. There was a hole in the drywall on the stairs. There was water all over the bathroom. I have no idea what happened. Just weird memories of 
almost torture. <laughs> I opened the door for Tammy and said that the guys must have left before she got there. Again, how weird must this be for her? She drove me to the hospital. I was still out of my mind, delusional. I was convinced that there was child pornography loaded onto my computers. I really was. Tammy had to get the cops, but first she had to get rid of the computers. <laughs> of course the police would want to analyze the computers. Lori had probably made certain of that. I asked Tammy to get the cops. I still thought I was the target of these sick people that Lori had hired. I knew how smart she was and how she could build a whole story to destroy me. I was out of my mind. Seriously. Tammy drove me the short distance to M Health Ridge's hospital emergency room in Burnsville. They asked me what happened to check-in. I told my crazy tale. I really did. I told my crazy tale of being tortured all night. They didn't call me crazy, but they did check me in and started to work on my wounds. They set one of my broken fingers but left the right pinky to heal on its own. To this day, it's a bent, odd-looking appendage. <laughs> they tell me it does nothing, really, so it didn't need fixing. I was tested for blood alcohol level. I was legal to drive. There went the theory that I drank myself into a delusional state, which most people seem to believe, you know, going forward. I didn't tell anybody what I'd really consumed, not until this writing. It was embarrassing and could potentially have sent me into some weird rehab again. I had just suffered a psychotic break. That's what I told everyone. I couldn't take another round of rehab after what happened when Dan passed away. But back to the first few hours in the hospital. They got me checked in. Then they placed me on a 72-hour suicide watch. There was someone with me 100% of the time. When I went to the bathroom, the door was open. The young nurse sat there waiting, watching. <laughs> it felt so strange. The kind doctor who took care of me was overworked, as was everyone in the hospital. I think everywhere. It turned out that they kept me for a whole week. You know, five days. I damaged my body so much that my kidneys were overwhelmed trying to process everything that had been released in my bloodstream from the physical damage. Probably from the pills, too. I still don't know how many I had taken. Uh, my left eye was a mess. Bruises all over my body. Broken fingers. What a goddamn ugly situation I had created. My friend TJ called me at one point. Yeah, I, I had another friend in Minnesota. Uh, we'd worked together. I used this text-based loyalty program to reward our customers at the salons. It's called Mobile Fire. A great platform for keeping your customers coming back. Check it out. TJ is one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. I told him I was in the hospital. He raced over with a few things that I might need. Toothbrush, toothpaste, some magazines, and a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> uh, we talked for a while. I had not worked up a good story about what happened. I told him about the psychotic break, and this, this became my core story. I just said I had no idea what happened. Just something from my depression caused this breakdown caused by the loss of my love. By the time TJ left, that was my whole story. Psychotic break. Tammy went to my place and took all the wine I had back to Cub Foods, the grocery store, and got cash back for the bottles. Most people, again, were convinced that I drank myself into some kind of stupor and that it hurt myself. But I was proudly able to proclaim to everyone that I had zero blood alcohol level when I was checked into the hospital. I was sure proud of that. 
I felt like maybe Lori would have some sympathy for my pain. I mean, we had been together for four years. She must have some feelings for me. I sent her another selfie of my black and blue swollen face. Maybe she would ask what happened. Maybe, we, maybe she would be concerned about me. No response. How can you spend four years engaged to someone and have zero feelings for them anymore? How can you just shut out the person who spent four years trying their best to care for you, to take care of you? How can you disregard the person who invested so much in your comfort with material things, you know, new windows, a fence for the dogs, a new vehicle, the perfect ring? I cannot understand it at all. I am so different from that person. So different. Why would you not seek counseling if you thought things were so bad? I didn't know they were bad. I was always trying, and I was always loving, and I never saw it coming at all. My son Elliot flew to Minnesota to help take care of me. He arrived Wednesday, and I was released Friday afternoon. I'd lost about five pounds. That was a plus. Elliot bought plants for the town home to make it more inviting. When I returned, we decorated, even though I was still in a great deal of pain, mainly mental pain, but also a lot of physical pain. I couldn't stand much light at all. He had sushi-grade fish delivered from an outfit in San Diego. It was amazing. Uh, we bought miso soup, chopsticks, some special miso bowls. Uh, one day we went out to try a sushi restaurant I'd read about. Uh, the claim from the reporter and the newspaper was that the sushi was the best in the Twin Cities. And they were right. At least in my opinion. Not that I'd tried all the other sushis, but this was really good. And their spicy ramen was a work of art. This was a special lunch, one I'll remember forever. It felt like I was recharging somehow. And the iced tea was delicious as well. Everything worked. Once Elliot had me settled in, it was time for him to get back to his place in Vermont and his studies at Dartmouth in New Hampshire. He left me with uh, great sushi supplies, which were much appreciated. So silence. Now the house was silent. I played zero music. When I came home, I yelled, I'm home. Home. <laughs> this was my new hollow existence. I wrote and texted Lori a few times seeking an answer as to what happened. On March 12th, I wrote the following. Hello. I hope you're doing well. As much as I want to give you your space and let you be you, I'm dying to know what happened, why you needed me out so suddenly. My heart was and is wrenched in two. I've said it before. I only have love for you and want your happiness, but I also want and deserve some closure. Thank you. Hug the puppies for me. I do miss them and you. Nine days later, on March 21st, Lori sent me the following email, the only communication I would receive from her after being ejected from our home. Hello, Kevin. In answer to your questions, I'm sorry again that this is difficult for you and that the changes in February were sudden. I hope that with time passing, you're getting more peace. As I've said before, I wish for every kind of success and happiness for you, and I value your strengths and all the contributions you brought to the relationship. I chose to leave the relationship because we don't get along, 
And I'm not comfortable with that, especially because it wasn't fair to either of us. It's too overwhelming for me to struggle through trying to get along when it's hard enough for me to live my own life, plain and simple. Not every relationship can work out, and I really am sorry. It did come to the resolution quickly and make it happen quickly, but we had the essential conversation a number of times before in the past few years and didn't find an eventual resolution. So I find this better than creating an elongated ordeal. And I believe firmly that it is healthier. I don't hate you. And I didn't premeditate it for long, but this is my choice. And thanks for respecting it. Wow. Not every relationship can work out. How goddamn cold. The note cut me in half. There was no warmth. There was no hint of the lifelong friendship that had evolved into an engagement to be married. How gut-wrenching. I firmly believe that it is healthier. Healthier? To rip my heart out and stomp on it? It almost killed me. I never dreamed that I would be alone at 56 years old. How did this happen? I always know that I am not the only one going through anything negative. There are millions experiencing similar upheavals in their lives. It's the way of the world. I feel for the human condition. It rips through me at the oddest of times. I can see a roadside sign for hiring for a restaurant job, and I picture myself applying as things stay tenuous. It's so sad. I see someone begging on the street corner. Imagine what their life might be like. It hurts. And... Many, many parents have lost children. Of course I knew that. And I also knew that many couples had difficult breakups. But mine seems so unique and unsettling somehow. What did I do? Can anyone tell me why? I felt agony in my own way. So now, what you've been waiting for? The Chinese hot pot and the weight loss. It's not very complex. Hopefully the build-up is worth it. I mean, it's in the book's title, right? <laughs> but it is kind of weird that I went down this path. It's, it, it is weird, I admit. So how did I lose so much weight in such a healthy way in such a short time frame? I enjoyed my time with Elliot and all the healthy eating. I hated the electric stove in the new place. I needed gas to cook my masterpieces in the kitchen, <laughs> not electric. So, Chinese hot pot, here we go. Actually, that was a bit of a tease. I think I'm going to wrap up episode eight here. And uh, and uh, obviously, going into episode nine, we're going to be talking about Chinese hot pot, which is uh, a fun topic. Uh, get us out of this rut that we've been in, you know, this negativity. So uh, again, thank you so much for listening. Share it with a friend, please. And I look forward to filling your ears again real soon. Take care. Heartbreak. Going to Hot Pot? Based on Heartbreak.